Steinfeld, and I want to extend a warm welcome to all our guests. Uh, we have our Eucharistic Sunday today, and a special guest, our bishop, the Bishop of uh, Evangelical Lutheran Church, Mendoza Shabbos. So, welcome, welcome, Mendoza. We're very glad to have you. Our first hymn this morning is going to be Psalm 751, We Shall Overcome. So if you would like to stand and sing this, please.
you'll remain standing, please. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's none other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, have mercy upon us and write all these things, your laws, in our hearts. We beseech thee. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed is the Lord, for he has heard the voice of our prayer. Therefore shall our hearts dance for joy, and in our song we will praise our God. Responsive reading from Psalm 71. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock and refuge to which I always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. Our second hymn today is going to be number 10 in the hymnal, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise.
reading this morning is going to be from Exodus 19. On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from the Rephaim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you were to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you were to tell the people of Israel. You yourself seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. This is the word of the God, Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading this morning is from Romans 11. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies for your sake. But as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs. For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Just as you, who were at one time disobedient to God, have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience. So they too have now become disobedient in order that they may too now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And if you'd stand for our gospel reading. Our gospel reading this morning is going to be from Mark 12. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He said, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. 
And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise to you, Christ. Good morning. If we read the passage, the same chapter, and maybe 20 verses before, we see also how Pharisees asking Jesus, but it's more ugly question about about coin and Caesar. Remember this: when Jesus answered, "What what is Caesar to Caesar? What God to God?" But now, but now the one righteous man from from scribes came with a very important question, and the answer of Jesus is much more much more important than only the poet or only some kind of saying. You know, it's nice, beautiful saying. In, in theory, we can say whatever, whatever we want, but with word of God, we must every time meet the one thing and what it's here. God means what he says. He means what he, ha- he says. This is the answer. And we, have, we see that from the very beginning, from the creation of heaven and earth. God said. Not God thought, God discussed. God said and it happened. God said and it happened in the whole Bible. And in some very important places where the resurrection of Lazarus. Jesus said that it happened. And with during crucifixion, he said, Today you will be with me in paradise in heaven. He says. And when he says, I came to fulfill the law and prophets. And now love, if he repeats Shema Israel, love your God and then love your neighbor. And he calls us to live with the same intention that our life, in our life, it must be the means, our life must mean what God says. It must be in reality, not only in theory. Because uh, theoretically, I, I know many people, especially so, so somebody in a, from the public life or politicians who, are, who theoretically they like, like, love everybody. They love all seven billion of pe- people in the earth and all the trees in the earth and the, all the fish and all the birds. But when they need to do at least something, it starts to be very, very difficult. They start to complain. They have no time. They have no energy. They have no motivation. And if somebody has problems, so he is or she is guilty herself of himself. Where, where Jesus answered those questions? It was in the temple. And why did Jesus was in the temple? For what sake? He was in the temple already before. The time was near of his crucifixion. And when we watching to the cross, when we're looking to the cross, 
we see the fulfillment of love. And Jesus never said, you know, I love you somehow in abstract way, theoretical way, or in philosophical way, or something. I don't know which. He does what he says. And his, he means what he says. And then he said to his disciples, I call you my friends because there is no greater love than to offer life of friends. And how life, how love looks like, we see at the cross of Jesus. On his humiliation, on his, he made himself humble and he made himself the author of my sins. And how can I love my, what it means to love my God, then, first of all? It means very, very, uh, we remember someone asked what the uh, teacher, what should I do to, 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 to be faithful, to have the life of Allah. He said, believe in God and in, in one who is sent by God, in, Jesus, in, in, his, in Messiah, Jesus. This is what to do. But also, the intention is that I must fulfill the will of my God. I must fulfill if I love. And when you see in prophets, what God says, I don't, sometimes very, very strong words and very sharp words. I hate your offerings. I hate your offerings. Israelites did whatever, the best they could in shrine offerings, liturgy. I hate your offerings. And sometimes we, we leave it only to temple of Israel. No. We live in the same, in the same, we are exactly the same. Because sometimes we think, oh God, it depends on our theological preferences or tradition or our mental or different things. But we, can, we are doing, we are very similar. Somebody likes to fast, and not likes, but it's a response to God is fasting. It's not, nothing bad in fasting, it's good. But until I think now I'm a little bit more, more holy. Somebody, sometimes we try to, to recover our spiritual life. We need that from time to time. To time, from time to time to stop in our life. And it's very good, it's excellent to go deeper into Holy Scriptures and in prayer, in more meditation of being with Christ to reflect our life. But until I start to think now I am one step or three steps spiritually higher than I was before. And why it is so? And especially when I compare myself to my neighbor. And that, I, I'm not fulfilling the, uh, the will of God. And th those are my offerings to God. When I think I got, I give, I give some of my time, some, some of my energy, some of my life. You see, you must give, give me something back. You, you see, especially in the church, it is 
in uh, sinners around. And sometimes uh, you, can, you can see that they are hypocrites. They, they are not praying, they don't pray in a righteous way. They don't, really, they don't believe, they don't only pretend to be believers. But God, you see my heart, I'm real believer. Those are my offerings. Where God says, I hate those offerings. I want your heart. And I can see them like a mirror. My God, my God, what a miserable man I am. When I see your commandments, with my words, deeds, and thoughts, if I am honest, I, I, I have nothing to show to you. And even I, I have good intentions, by word, I say something wrong, by my heart, I think something wrong, and everywhere I spoil, and once the, there are two steps forward, three steps back, my God, what to do? Because really, I have nothing. And here is how God appears to us. And we, He looks to us, and what He sees when we repent, He sees His Son, Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and us. And He takes us, and He accepts us, because He loves His Son, and He loves us. And when I look up to the cross, I look to the love that was given for me, for the sake of me, I can say, Jesus Christ, Son of God, be merciful to me, and thank you. What have you done? You showed your love. Your love. And when the world and Satan and my, my own soul judges me and says, you are not worthy, you know, you, you, are, you are a sinner, you, are, you will go to hell, it's for sure. Where Jesus stands for me and says, I washed him or her with my blood because I love him, I love her. And he gives peace to me and to you. Because we are, while we are Christian, we can enjoy. But this is great responsibility for us how we must deal with our neighbors. Our family, our co-workers, and the closest one, not those far in the middle, but the closest. Usually it's the biggest, the, the biggest problem we have that we need to be like Jesus to them. And if entire world is against him or her, because of his or her sins maybe, we don't know. We don't know the soul of our neighbor. We don't know usually their history, we don't know their feeling, we don't know nothing. Only one who created our neighbor, he knows everything. But I must be, and you must be, to him or to her, like Christ. And when the entire world is against him, even church can be against him or her. I mean, you can feel maybe God is, but we cannot say that. God is all, until we realize God loves us and loves him or her. We must be on her, his or her side. And when everything witnesses the darkness of my neighbor, or that behavior, that thoughts, that uh, habits, what I must point 
to, to what is clear and what is vibrant. That he or she is the creature of God. He or she is washed. And he will not repent. Yes, please, I, I need to pray. I, but look like God looks at me. Am I see in her or him the Christ? Because he, his or her, he or her, he or she is purified by blood of Christ. And if I believe that God means what He says, it, God means that. Entire Bible shows show me that. So I wish, from one side, not to be despair about this law that we cannot fulfill entirely, but we know that it is fulfilled in Christ for me and for you. But also accept it like an example, like a main intention to love, accept love and to share love. And to do that with open heart, with open heart, not to thinking about that I offer something to God like that, but that this is the will of my Father. This is, that must be will of my soul, that everybody will be saved. And through me, even small words, and maybe even silent, and even an invisible prayer, my prayer, someone could look to the, to the sky, to the heaven, to the mountains where help comes, and to accept God's love in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And let us, together with all our brothers and sisters in Christ and all the world, for those who already had services, where sun is rising in the east, and for those who will have in, uh, in, in the west, this Sunday, let us confess our faith, faith by apostolic creed. We believe in God, the Father and Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. If you would, pray with me. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come together and to take the Eucharist. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your body that you've offered for us. We pray that we would remember this week 
that sacrifice and the compassion and love and forgiveness that you've offered us. I pray that we would remember that as we live our lives this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for Lithuania. We pray that you would use her leaders and that the people of Lithuania would be a people of God. We pray that your spirit would fall on this country. And we thank you for this past weekend and the celebration of the freedom that has come so recently. We pray that you would continue to move. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Be with us, God. We thank you that you are with us. We pray that we would continue to live as your son Christ lived. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Peace be with you.
And so, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise the name and join them in the hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again at the supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me.
shepherd offers his life for his sheep. Go in peace. Your sins have been forgiven in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our final hymn this morning is going to be number 56, For the Beauty of the Earth.
and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Amen.